Hello and welcome. Is your business your mission and your mission your business? If yes, you found your tribe. Whether you feel like it or not, you are avant-garde, going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Bailey, a mission-minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. My purpose on this earth is to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower social entrepreneurs to live in their highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security, and inspiring others to do the same. Join me for stories, tips, and tricks for taking avant-garde inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right. Welcome to episode 35 of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I'm so glad you're here today with me, my friend. We are in the middle of a series featuring special avant-garde entrepreneurs who I consider to be friends and who have a lot of wisdom to share with you. This is part two of a three-part interview with David Wampamba from Uganda. David is the CEO of Able State. It's a company where he connects top-tier firms around the world who need web development with top-tier designers who he teaches and trains, and he empowers them to have the job of their dreams. David is an IT consultant, a technical writer, an app developer, and a web designer. And he's also the author of a book on coding called A Complete Guide to Industry Front-End Web Developer. Most of all, David is a mentor, and he is an advocate for girls in STEM. He's paving a path for young women and men who may lack education or even a computer to have a dream job in computer engineering and software development. What makes David most unique is not what he does, but how he's gotten to where he is. He has an incredible story of resilience and perseverance. And the reason why we're making this a three-part interview is because he has so much to share. Like many of you, he started off very disadvantaged in many ways, and he has made it, and he's developing an incredible life for himself. Most of all, he's pouring into the young people in his community. So I am so excited for you to hear more from David Wampamba of Uganda. So he was typing on the computer. And he printed something out. Exactly. And when you saw it, you thought, is this how they make newspapers? Yes. (laughs) That's amazing. Wow. (laughs) You know, so I was like, oh, but I did not show him because, I mean, the difficult part of being in a a disadvantaged place is that you lose your esteem, your authenticity, and Mm -hmm. you never think you'll never be accepted. You are always thinking of being rejected. Mm -hmm. So I could not show him that excitement because I would think he would think that I'm so green and backwards. And mm-hmm. so I just like, oh, wow, okay. So we went home. But for me, in my head, it was like, I have to learn this thing. So I started going back to the internet cafe because I was a desk scholar. So it was easy. On Saturdays, in the evenings, you could go to the internet cafe. And to get the money to go there, I could go to the neighborhood 
mm-hmm. and either because they know we do you're not up to water so some of them elite they i think the middle class families had it up to water the lower class could fetch water from a community well mm-hmm. you know so and some people because they are working and so on and so forth they get kids on the neighborhoods give them some money and a jerry can you go fetch and you bring so i could go that alternatively you could have to each family has a garbage collection like a dustbin where they mm-hmm. put garbage mm-hmm. and you can carry it on your back you take it to the dustbin to the community dustbin then you get paid and then you you get money which maybe you can you decide to use at school for break time mm-hmm. or or you use it somewhere else. so mine i could keep it to get some 15 minutes or 20 or a maximum of 30 at the internet cafe you know and that's how i could go there then one does i take the garbage to the community garbage collection area mm-hmm. i landed on a keyboard on a computer keyboard you say that again so when you took the you took the I garbage took some, yeah yeah i took someone's uh, garbage to the mm-hmm. community garbage collection a community mm-hmm. garbage collection by that time was this gazetted area where everyone dumps garbage mm-hmm. so they dump whatever waste they want mm-hmm. so as i took someone's i don't remember for which family i found the thing the computer keyboard now i know it's a computer keyboard but by that time I could relate it to what we saw in the internet cafe. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh my God. So you found a computer keyboard in yes. the garbage dump. Wow. Yes. And I could not leave it there. I picked it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Because... I wouldn't leave it either. <laughs> Pick it up now. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked it and took it home and told all my friends, I got a computer, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you and, thought uh, since you had the keyboard that you had a computer. Yes. Well, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So I cleaned it, looked at it, wondered how to because even <laughs> even we did not have a TV. So Yeah. <laughs> so I want to connect it somewhere. So what I did when I went to the cafe, I started doing some research about computers to understand them and that's when I learned the different parts of the computers. and then i got to know that i got a, comp- a keyboard which is an input device mm-hmm. but you need a cpu you need a, a monitor you need a mouse and i'm like okay i'm going to use this to learn to type mm-hmm. so i sketched it on a paper all the keys all the keys and as a thing command i opened it mm-hmm. <laughs> some people call it tearing it down mm-hmm. <laughs> I told myself if I've learned this thing I have to open it. Oh so you ca- back. so you call yourself a tinker man so you opened it. You opened the keyboard, you pulled it apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after sketching it on After the paper. sketching the keys, yeah. Yeah. But I felt to put it back. Oh, better at tearing I apart thought, than putting together. <laughs> yeah, so I found yeah. but uh, but I went on never went back so from there when i completed the olive and joined the computer school okay to get into the computer school it was an institute called macmain school of computing it was uh, an affiliate of london capital college it was really cheap and you could study for nine months studying software engineering there and the reason i went for software engineering is that what two people 
uh, who used one was a neighbor who went to university to study IT, a bachelor's of IT. The other one was an internet cafe owner. Mm-hmm. So I asked them, I like the PlayStation, but it's expensive. You know, do you think I can make mine? And then both of them told me that people called computer scientists, uh, software engineers are the ones who do that. So I told myself, since I cannot afford the PlayStation, I have to become a software engineer. <laughs> I'm going to make my own PlayStation. <laughs> exactly. That's so, when the ignorance of youth is a wonderful thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was looking forward to become a software engineer and I looked for schools that teach these things. And when I went there at the school, they asked me for my computer certificate. I did not have because they expect that you've done some computer course somewhere. I do not have. They're like, okay, in your exams, in your elevator exams, do you have any subject for computer? And we look at the results, at the marks. And I'm like, no, at my school where I went to school, <laughs> no, they don't have a computer. <laughs> We don't have computers, so we do not study it. And they're like, with your age, your background, we don't encourage you to take this course. Mm-hmm. Please don't take it because you perform poorly and you hate your life. Ah, and I'm like, no, you guys, I was like, whenever I've been going to the internet cafe, I've been studying mm-hmm. something, I've been researching. So I was like, give me an interview. I remember I went with a friend by that that friend, God forbid, he passed away some years ago. I went with him. He, I, I mean, a lot of people loved me. I can tell you a lot of people were happy and loving me. So I could always get a helping hand here and there through friends. And uh, this guy who escorted me, when I reached there, uh, when we reached there, he was like, yeah, let him get the interview. So I did the interview and uh, finished it in incredible time. I think I took like, it had one hour. But I think I finished in 15 minutes. Oh, wow. (laughs) And the guy was like, they started marking it and the guy brought me the paper and he said, you failed, so we cannot take you on. Mm. I got disappointed in my Mm. life, in myself. And I walked away to go to leave the school. He told me, no, 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 don't cry, don't Here you are, you've passed. <laughs> so he was joking with you? Yeah. Oh, that's joking. mean. That's terrible. If he had any idea what you'd been through, he would never do that. <laughs> that's terrible. Yes. I went told my dad, I'm joining the school. That mm-hmm. I passed and this is the fee. And he was like, okay, the fee is okay. So I joined, but unfortunately life was difficult there. Most of the students there were adults than I. They had the computers I didn't have. I could walk like five kilometers to six to go there to study and come back home. So it was really difficult. Mm -hmm. And I didn't graduate, actually. I did exams, but uh, it required you to pay some fee for you to to pick your, your graduation results. And apparently we did not clear them. So I did not get my diploma. But but I decided to continue because during the time I went to, to this school, I was also seeking for jobs in mm-hmm. internet cafes. And luckily, one person gave me an opportunity to work as a cafe attendant. Mm-hmm. This is where 
I, because in that cafe, a lot of foreigners used to go there, especially Eritreans, Sudanese, Kenyans, so they did not know the local language. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got the chance to, uh, to practice English and improve in English. And, and you, I, all this time, you did not have a computer of your own. So something that many people just take for granted, we just have. You are going to school and doing everything you could in computer science and software yes, engineering, and you did not yes, have a computer. I, yes, I did the exams of the mm-hmm. software engineering in mm-hmm. in C, in VB, and Java, and uh, and C plus mm-hmm. without ever having my computer. Wow! Yeah, amazing. By that. Yeah, by that time, we could do some work at the, at the school computer, save it on a floppy disk, go home, come back with it, come back with a floppy disk, which is dead. And you've lost the work because they were really, uh, I think, low quality or something. Yeah. <laughs> so you would do yeah. the work, put it on a disk, floppy yeah, disk. Floppies. Remember yes. those floppies? Wow. Haven't yeah, thought of those in a long things. time. That's like an eight track tape. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, and yeah. uh, and this is around 2012, 2012, yeah. around there. Yeah. So what happens is that when this person gives me the opportunity to work in the cafe, I learned a lot of things. Like I told you, I was a tinkerman. If see a radio, open it. See this, open it. So at the internet cafe, I read and studied everything about a personal computer. Everything. You know, so... In the process, I became one of the best people to troubleshoot computers. Mm. Yeah, I remember mm. students from university, because where I was working at, oh, actually, before going to that place, I remember I remember a friend of mine gave me a job to work in his uh, video library, mm. which I worked for about one week and they could not it wasn't making money. So he referred me to his auntie who had something called a secretarial bureau. And in the secretarial bureau, you do typing work. Mm-hmm. So here I developed touch typing skills. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, she really liked me. She was really supportive to me. And the person, the first of her employees, she confessed that, David, you're a trustable person. She started leaving me the, the job. And even I had some customers ask her, where did you get this young man? Very honest, very fast, uh, typing and, and, you know, and friendly. And so I was loved there. I, there while there, I regained some self-esteem. I worked there for about nine months or a year. And I lied to her that I was going to study driving because I feared telling her that I've gotten another job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She tried to convince me, you can go study driving while you come you are, you come at work. But I was like, no, 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 no. My father told me to do this. You know, it's... <laughs> you do what you have to do. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I went to, uh, after I had learned typing, learned to talk to people, uh, learned a bit of HTML. When I joined the Internet Cafe, I learned more about hardware continue learning about HTML, programming language, and CSS. Believe you me, by the time I was studying HTML and CSS by myself, I didn't even know that I'm studying HTML and CSS. I was just looking at how can I make a button on the computer to click something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I was determined to do something. So luckily, 
I learned a lot there at the internet cafe and I started getting jobs from other people like computer repair jobs. My computer's fault. Could you look at it? And I'm like, yeah, I can look at it. So I had started earning little, some money, some extra money besides the one which I was being paid at the internet cafe. By that time at the internet cafe, I was earning uh, about 20 to $30 a month. Then, so earning that, of course it wasn't enough, but it's better than where I was in the past. And then I started earning more from the work I do as a repair or as <laughs> a computer technician. I also got a friend along the way called Martin Senyonga, who was really addicted to computers and was, you know, he had his own workshop where he repairs. He is the person who gave me my first CPU control mm-hmm. unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he gave it to me and he gave me some other spare parts and I assembled my first desktop, I think. I think after, I think I assembled it in around 2014 or 20, yeah, around that so, time. So Martin gave you the CPU and then you started yeah, actually, assembling the desktop. Yeah, actually he gave it to me. He first uh-huh. gave me a motherboard mm-hmm. because because I was really this person who touches the computers to repair them mm-hmm. and they work. So people from my neighborhood, people from Martin's neighborhood, they like me. Martin's clients like me. So, so it was like, David really, he does, it's going to take long to buy a computer. So mm-hmm. I think this motherboard is lying here. David, maybe you can take this and start assembling. Before you know it, I had done some other work for him. I don't remember which. And he gave me the, the CPU, the control and the boxing thing, mm-hmm. which had the other parts. Then I bought the hard drive. Then when I told my father, my father was passing by where I stay with my auntie. I was just like, what are you up to? I no longer see you home anymore. You know, he was like complaining, but he didn't know <laughs> that for me, I had already started adventuring for my life. And I told him I work and I want to buy a computer. So he gave me some money, 50,000 Uganda shillings, which is equivalent to about $20. And he told me, okay, if you want to buy a computer, you can buy your computer. <laughs> he thought you could buy a computer with $20 or $50,000. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you probably, don't know. You yeah. know. So, so this helped me. I added it to what I had and mm-hmm. bought other components until when I, I got my CRT monitor and put the computer in my bedroom. So the monitor was the last step. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And this helped me learn and learn more. Mm-hmm. And uh, how I got the job at the Internet Cafe, a colleague of mine made a mistake. This Internet Cafe we were going, they had CPUs, but they reached a moment when they had a lot of customers that they added to expand. They had to expand. So I think the owner thought that it would be better to add in laptops. So he added in laptops. Mm-hmm. And this colleague of mine and his brother connived and stole one of the laptops. Oh, <laughs> they stole one of the laptops. Yeah. When I went there to the cafe, I went to surf. They mm-hmm. arrested me. Oh no! Because they knew I was the one who was very regular there, and since I was very regular, if I don't have the laptop, someone else. No, I know someone who has it. Oh my gosh, you got arrested. But, I, but by them, not the police. 
Yeah. So I had no idea about it. And they were like, no, David, you have to tell us who, if you are not the one. Or else take us to everyone, to everyone's home. And uh, I, I was like, let's go. But I knew that the moment they hear it where I stay, I'm going to be buttered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't wait to hear that you don't have it. They, yes. every, every guardian wants to show the other guardian that I discipline my children. So, mm-hmm. so I was really scared to hell. But uh, luckily, my, before my people got to know it, there were some adult men who I used to, who were friends. And they were really on my side. They were telling these people, this guy cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So, so please be lenient on him and let's be there for him. So the cafe, the cafe owner was like, it's okay. So we went uh, to one of the neighborhood and uh, they were bitter. No, how can you bring people here? It is impossible. You know, you know, their mother was like, no, 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 it's impossible. My children can't do that. I was also not saying that her children has taken, but <laughs> mm-hmm. so we left their home to go to another home. But as we were going to another home, the cafe owner said, it's late in the night. We shall do this tomorrow in the morning with the police because I've realized these family people might be unhappy Mm -hmm. with us. And um, what happened is that uh, one of the kids from this family which we had left came running to me and he said, David, we took the laptop. Here it is, you take it. So he gives me the laptop so that I take it and claim that I'm the one who had taken it. Ah, so I was in the middle of two parts. Should I take the laptop and have my first laptop? Should I take it back? If I take it back, they are going to say I'm the one who had taken it. Ah, it was really a difficult time. But I, wow. but uh, but in the morning, I told these people, I'm, the laptop is not mine, and I'm not the one who took it. So I'm going to take it there. Tell them that someone give, gave it to me, and if they accept it, they'll accept it. If they don't accept it, we shall come to your place. Mm-hmm. So they, this kid, because they were a bit <clears throat> better, well off in terms of financial, so he gave me some money. I don't remember. I did not count it, but it was a lot of money. Not so twenty thousand shillings, uh, several of them, and I refused it, and I took the laptop to the cafe person and uh, the cafe owner. He was happy, but he told me this re- this case is at police to remove it. You bring the person. Okay. So I came back. <laughs> yeah. So they so try to make sure that I understand. So I'm following you. So they. The guy tried to give you money to keep quiet and you didn't take it and you were just trying to get the laptop back. And the cafe owner said, basically insisted that you say who gave it to you. Yes. So, yeah, you got it clear. So I did come back to my colleague, told him that they have promised me they are not going to arrest you as long as you go and confess that. That indeed it's you. And he was like, no, he gave me more money. He said the other was little that we were giving yesterday, but this time this is more, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, still no, mm-hmm. let's go. And we went, as soon as we reached the cafe, started crying. He thought he was going to be taken to police. So 
the, the cafe guy advised him that never do this again because this David is coming from a poor family and he couldn't do that. You are coming from a better family. When you do that, it's really bad. So, so he advised him a lot and they gave me three minutes. I don't, there were very many for the internet to access the internet cafe. <laughs> Wow. So you probably learned how to type fast because you were constantly on a countdown and now you have as many minutes as you want. (laughs) Exactly. So you know Uh, what that means. Later, I I, uh, founded my first company mm -hmm. in 2010. It was offering IT services and we could not succeed uh, on on the fourth year. We closed it. Mm-hmm. Because we get, we went into business and uh, we poorly poorly managed it uh, mm-hmm. due to we started it on a friendship basis in terms of team and mm-hmm. you know what that means when you do something wrong no mm-hmm. one is there to advise you they are afraid of breaking the relationship mm-hmm. so we failed to manage it and it failed after the fourth year in two thousand fourteen then in two thousand fourteen still I joined a company which was started by my cousin brother and I became a co-founder. It is a printing agency. It's a print and graphics design agency. It's still existing, but I'm no longer active. But since I was a child, I've loved to teach others. I've loved to share what I know. I remember my auntie, even when I was in primary, she could invite me to her home so that we can read notes together with our children. Mm. and they were going to better schools, but I could perform better. So so that's why she was inviting me in. So I love to share. Like, you see, this was supposed to be like <laughs> 15 minutes introduction. <laughs> it is now in hours. <laughs> well, it's your story. So before we go too much farther down the path, I want to come circle back to a couple of things. So yeah. one of the things that you said early on is that, you know, even when you were a child, you just wanted peace. Yes. And I think that that is something that as we become adults, we forget what it was like to be a child. And, mm. you know, your subconscious, who you become is basically wired into your subconscious by the time you're six years old. Mm. And so oh. all the, you know, whenever people, whenever children are spoken to negatively, like you were, and a lot of children are, when you feel like you're not good enough, it hardwires those things in your brain. And everybody takes whatever happened to them up until they're six years old. It it basically goes on into their life, into adulthood. And that's where a lot of issues, people have limiting beliefs and doubts (coughs) about themselves. And it's really fortunate that you, despite, especially from a father figure, how much you felt like you weren't loved, it's really amazing that you had these people that came into your life, like the one teacher that you talked about. I think his gift would probably be hearing this interview. He doesn't need money. He needs to see who you've become today. Your aunts, some of the friends you've had, the people who gave you the job in the internet cafe. It's amazing when you look at the thread of as a child, you just wanted peace. And as adults, we just want peace. <laughs> and you had these people that came along and you had these short windows of time where you could start to unwire and rewire some of the negativity that you had had so that you can, I'm sure that the person you are today is not the same person that you were when you were 14. You've had needed to have time and people 
And I think a lot of times we think success is about achieving things. And in many cases, it's a combination more of being in the right place at the right time and having the right heart and being open whenever someone comes your way. Because, you know, when you think about your dad, when he's the male figure and he treats you a certain way and you respond a certain way, it's easy to think that every man is that way because you think, well, this is your dad. He's the greatest guy ever. That must mean that every man is that way. Or that must be how I'm supposed to treat my wife and my children. And the fact that you have come through so much, I think is really important for people to hear that it's not about necessarily going to school, getting the diploma. It's about being open whenever resources come your way and being discerning and having integrity and kind of knowing you do your line in the sand. You really wanted a computer. The money that guy would have offered would have helped you get it, that kid. And you said no twice and that you really pursued your dream and you never even had your own computer. So I think that's amazing. This episode is brought to you by Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Foundations, where you can go from contemplation to clarity in just six weeks. How incredible does that sound? By learning to tap into the superpower of your spirit, you'll feel refreshed in your mind, certain of your mission, and inspired in your business. Go to trishabaileyphd.com forward slash A-G-E-F dash waitlist for more details. You can also find the link here in the show notes. So you started your first company, and I think this is something that we all need to hear too. When we start a company for the first time, it is very common to start with your friends because that's who you're around. So you're hanging out, you're sitting out in the inner cafe or wherever sitting outside, you're like, oh, we should start this. I can fix these and I can fix that. Super common to start a first business with friends. And when you don't have an education about business, you just go with what you know. So I think if anybody else out there has started a business with friends and it didn't make it, that's a common, that's a common thing. (laughs) And you learn from that the next, (laughs) the next time. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So you started then with your 2014, you started with your brother's company. It was a brother or brother-in-law. It was a printing company. Cousin. Cousin printing company. Mm. You're still a part of that. It's still going, but you're not really active anymore Mm. in that one, right? Yes. And then, so where are you at today? What's happening with you today? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. So I'm not in the other company active because I think we grew it to a level that my cousin and colleagues who are very much passionate about printing and graphics Mm-hmm. can continue with it. And um, for me, I'm so much into making sure that others share what I've learned. They gain knowledge. And this is natural. So I can cry tears if I see people going through the same thing I went through in my first company. Mm-hmm. And two, I feel terrible if someone is struggling to gain technology skills in general, not computer mm-hmm. skills alone. If there's anything I know, I want them to know because I think that it's going to be faster for them to achieve the goal and celebrate. Because for me, I wasn't celebrating as much, as much as I wanted to 
two, I did not know how to celebrate with the little resources. I did not know how to, you know, to pursue the resources for celebration. But when I grew up and I learned about celebration and and that sense of satisfaction, I feel like everybody needs to get into this position, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm like, you know what? While in this Gagola Graphics, the company we started, that I left, I could still get out and travel outside the district outside Kampala district to Jinja district, to Mitiana district, to Luero district, and team up with artists in hip hop. They do some dance called break boying and big girling. Mm-hmm. So there's this great guy called Abram Stacher. You need to, to hear about him or meet him. You can even search on internet. He's all over the Abram place. Abram Stacher? Yeah, Abram okay. Stacher. And someone, yeah, and someone else called Kawes Mark. So Kawes Mark is like a brother to me, like a brother, like a biological brother, you know, because of where we came from and how we mm-hmm. brought ourselves. So Mark branched off and went into B-Boying, I branched off and went into computers. So, but we all have this urge to support someone, to share what we have. So he's teaching young kids how to do break dancing, and I go there, there to teach them about business. Mm. So as I went there to teach them in different places, either business or computers, it beat me that one time I was at Ruel, in it's like a conference. I have a picture, I think. I'll share it sometime. And uh, it's like a conference, and we are, I'm addressing them, but none of them, has a computer mm. but I'm trying to tell them how, what the computer can do the different parts and I'm like am I not wasting my time or these people's time because at the end of the day we are speaking English probably I don't know if they are going to school they don't have a computer because of where they are and probably it's gonna take them ages to get a computer but they are pretty attentive they are like looking at you like wow wow yeah you know And I'm like, no, I need to do something. So during that time, I wrote a blog Mm -hmm. about, I started researching about the cheapest computers. And I wrote a blog that I wanted to use five Raspberry computers, has a mobile computer workshop and Mm -hmm. go with it in different places. So when I talked to people, I don't know if I used the wrong words, wrong choices of words. Looked like people were not interested. Everyone was like, yeah, that would make a good thing. But, and the money looked like little, but people could not get out of their way mm-hmm. to say this is $1, this is 2 this is 5 you know, collectively to buy. So I thought maybe I'm thinking of something that can never work, something that is too big or something is wrong. So what I did was I started some, I, some non-profit, okay, mm-hmm. idea called you inspire you you inspire you okay exactly so i started Mm -hmm. it so that i can have an avenue or an umbrella where people like in other with other skills we can come together and go to different communities for me i would deliver the the computer and business skills for them they will deliver the other skills so i went to a colleague who was selling who sells used computers and they sold me, I think, three used, two used laptops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
PhD laptops. And I remember we did not reach the impact I wanted, but we did something that is worth celebrating and remembering. Mm -hmm. There are these two young people who could come at Gagawala, the company where I'm not active anymore. They are in music, beatboxers. I, I think, you know, beatboxing, mm -hmm. that thing where, beatboxing. you know. Yeah. Yeah, they do that. You can do Sorry. it for us if you want to. I'd love to hear it. Oh, I'm shy. <laughs> but I'm not good at it anyway. But those are good at it. So they, 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 uh, they used to come and they talk to them about social media, about computer skills at our workplace. And we were using these computers. I bought that money that I used to buy the two computers from a savings group. There's a savings group, which I'm part of even mm -hmm. up to now, where we used to save money and the amount you've saved, they can loan you two times that money. Mm, okay. So the amount I could get as a loan could only allow me to buy used, not mm -hmm. brand new. And then I had, I have a good colleague who could escort me, he carries one computer, I carry one, if we want to go to the community. So we taught these two people, two young people about computers. They are brothers, actually, they are related. We taught them, then after teaching them, we went to a certain community, which is a community of a church. We went there, we taught them every Thursday, Friday, and I think Saturday. We carry our computers on the back, we go to them because they did not have Mm -hmm. And we taught them until when they when we gave them certificates. You oh, that's know. amazing. What really amazed me in this place is that there was a an old gentleman about age of my father, fifty. Mm -hmm. He was by by that time he was fifty four. Mm -hmm. But what encouraged us is that even when the younger people were confused and never wanted, sometimes they come to study, sometimes they don't. This guy kept showing up. You know, it gave me room to reflect. And I'm like, if someone is this age and they want to learn, you know, it means there are many people who really deserve to learn and mm -hmm. want, but they maybe not have the service. Mm -hmm. so, so that encouraged us to go back and back and back until when these people graduated. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, the laptops were old enough. so. They couldn't take us any further mm -hmm. and they started failing mm -hmm. and yeah, we couldn't do much, but to pause. And during the pausing time is when I reflected because this was non-profit. Mm -hmm. I'm borrowing, I'm spending transportation to go to the place to teach. You have to eat and all that. I'm like, mm, should I just stop? What mm -hmm. should I do? And this is when I thought, you know what? I think I need to start a business mm. where we can earn and as well as teach. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can earn and if we earn, we can use the earnings to teach. And I, one of the members of the communities where we went to teach, mm -hmm. the computers where we used to go with the other laptops, he loved how we taught. He loved mm -hmm. me. And he's actually right now is an ordained pastor. Mm -hmm. And I told him about the idea of starting this business. And he was like, David, I'm with you. So he joined me. And we started now 
we started thinking of building this other company mm -hmm. and uh, we started Able State Creatives Limited mm -hmm. in 2019. Wow. <laughs> uh, by so, this time, uh, yeah. David, I want to, before we start on the business part, I want to circle back to the nonprofit side. First of all, I did not mm -hmm. realize that you had started, I knew of UBU, but I didn't realize it was a nonprofit. Something you said is so important for other people to hear. You said mm. it did not have the impact we wanted. Yeah. But some good things came out of it, especially like the two the two brothers. Yes. I have not once have I spoken to someone who has a nonprofit or who has a nonprofit initiative and said, we had all the impact we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it never ever happens when you have a heart for people mm. if you and you want to do things for people you never feel like you're doing enough or you never feel like the program was impactful and I think it's important for people to hear this that someone like you says this that if they're saying it and I'm saying because I've talked to a lot of people and no one has ever said they've had all the impact they want. It's important to focus on the impact that you do have. And I think that because if you don't, then you'll quit. But when you mm -hmm. focus on the impact you do have, then you have yep. these amazing ideas like, oh, let's start a business. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. when you have a pastor who says, David, I'm with you. Oh my goodness. Talk about yeah. the importance of your allies and your mentors. And you're, mm -hmm. you're always, even as you're teaching others, you're always being taught. And sometimes you're even being taught by your students, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> so I didn't want to go past that without people who are in the nonprofit space hearing that. It's super important. So you use the feeling like you're not having enough impact. You focus on the impact you are having. And then yes. mm. you have these high vibe feelings and you get to where you are now. So tell us about that. <laughs> tell us more about Able yeah. State as it is today. <laughs> yeah, thank you for emphasizing that about the impact. I don't know why everyone feels that way, though, that like what I said about the impact that we did not have the impact we heard, we wanted, but we had some impact. Because honestly, we had some two brothers, but also the community we went to all of them, or 90% of them, finished, completed the program. But mm -hmm. I think sometimes we set targets, or we don't set targets. Maybe sometimes we have this idea, gigantic idea that our resources cannot take us to. Mm -hmm. And because we have that giant idea, we kind of become slaves to it. But mm -hmm. even our approach to achieving this goal changes. Mm -hmm. So I think this is something that we can think about as we people who, whether we've started businesses or non-profits, you know, mm -hmm. to usually think of realistic ideas and uh, and also, like I said earlier, to celebrate the victories. That's huge, yes. That's yeah. huge, yeah. Because we do become, I, I've done that more times than I can count. I do become a slave to my goals and my even if they are, quote unquote, good intentions to help others, we do. It is so easy to become slaves to that. So it's important to, what you said, set more realistic expectations. And most importantly, what you said, to celebrate the wins. That's huge. So thank you, Tricia. You've made my life easier. 
<laughs> in the interview. <laughs> yeah, so Epostet, we started in 2019. So everybody that remember that I had learned not to just start with friends or it's okay to start with friends if you know mm-hmm. their weaknesses, mm-hmm. their passions, their ex- past experience, so on and so forth. Because in the first company, one of us said that, for me, I think I'm grown up and I want to move in with my loved one and we make family. And apparently the loved one is not so much interested in what we are doing. She thinks I'm working with young people. Then we also, on a financial note in the first company, whenever client paid, we divided the money instantly and everybody used their part. So you do not save for gadgets to buy maybe tools. So when a tool fails or breaks down, you want to overcharge the client Mm -hmm. so that you buy the tool and you get the profit (laughs) Mm -hmm. at the same time. So this is some kind of safety. I sorry if we were using that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 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 that's how I, I found it. So when we were going to Ebo State, I never wanted such a thing to happen. Mm-hmm. So the pastor is a friend to me, and someone I've taught about computers, and is as, as equally as young, mm-hmm. but then he does not have that much business acumen. I'm better at business than him. And there were also other colleagues. So I proposed to all of them. Like I never wanted anyone anyone to say you left me out. (laughs) So I proposed to all of them. And I used the the sense of passion and intuition to determine who is willing to go, who is not willing, you know. So many people said, yeah, this is a good idea, David. You know, we, you, when you teach people, they will pay like this. When we teach like this, they will pay like this. You know, everyone was, yeah, 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 yeah. But then when we decided let's start, we need to rent an office. People started moving backwards because mm-hmm. now you need to rent an office. That means you need to bring financial resources together. Mm-hmm. The pastor stayed. And we rented at a place which was not very near our home. That place required us. It was at the lake view. I'm a person who loves water. I love nature. You know, I love that background I see behind you mm-hmm. because it's green. I love this one because it's a, it's a map of the world. That makes my world. You know, don't be surprised I don't have them here. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> I'll send you the website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I'll get them soon. But anyway, so pastor stays. We rent. We bring money together with him. We rent a place. Now there are some colleagues who kept on coming, you know, as business partners. So they come. We reach a moment where we want to really. Because I was the one working on the curriculums, it's too intensive. So I wanted others to support in legalization, formation of company, you know, sort of all of that. And Pastor didn't know all about this. So, mm-hmm. but, but for him, he could at least be like your second man. Yeah, someone <laughs> you trust. Where are you go? Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. are you saying now go? You know, mm-hmm. things like that. So, so others just shied away. 
And when we reach the level of, of registering the company, you know, when you are registering, you now want to distribute shares. Now this is when people are like, you ask them, so there's a trick. I don't know where I learned this trick. <laughs> it's like a scorecard where mm-hmm. you write five things. Yeah, I think I learned it somewhere where we went to be. We went to be funded <laughs> and we were not funded, but at least I learned that. The guy told us of time, market, capital, and uh, idea. Those are four. So time, capital, labor, idea, and market, mm-hmm. which is the most important in business. That's what the guy asked us. And started scratching and we're like, capital, others, market, you know. <laughs> and the guy told us, no, they are equally they are equal. They play the equal role. So it's like a chain that if they don't balance, the business will never thrive. Mm-hmm. So, so I wrote this on a sheet and gave to everyone and asked them, go and uh, mark on everything, on all of these, in terms of time, your resources and commitment on 100% how much are you going to give to every area? So the thing was, if someone comes with a zero on the time, mm-hmm. but 100% on capital, we don't take them mm-hmm. because we know that this is supposed to be balanced. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how yes. many people did you give this to? Um, I can say, let me see. Like three or four. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, 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 not three, not it's like seven. Because seven. I was talking about to those who did not who mm-hmm. did not make it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like uh like six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six, not seven. Mm-hmm. And uh others, some did not respond, some responded verbally without writing. Mm-hmm. So me and Pastor are the ones who really responded with mm-hmm. the writing. Because even me, I had to. To, to participate. So yeah. maybe I'm the seven. <laughs> yes. You're the responsible so, one. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So by that time, I and Pastor balanced, ours was balanced, and all not fully balanced, but better than others. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to really tell the others that you've failed, but we just got to know that huh, we are just wasting some people's time. They are not mm-hmm. going to be able. And it comes out naturally. You just mm-hmm. people, see people not turning up. Mm-hmm. To yeah, there's this natural sorting process that happens over time. You find out who's really committed. Exactly. So now that was, we started, we designed our first logo. And then we had to tell people, we had to find a way of telling people that you inspire you no more. Uh, people felt bad. People were like, no, it was a good name. It was a good movement. But for me, I knew it was really so much on my shoulders that I could not hold it yeah, <laughs> in terms yeah. of resources. Yeah. yeah. So so we started, when we went to register Ebo State, we wanted to register it as Ebo Nation, mm-hmm. not Ebo State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wanted it to be Ebo Nation. Ebo coming from a certain programming Language, not language, mm-hmm. actually, a framework or library known as React. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, ah, able coming from ability of people, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nation coming from the country, like mm-hmm. you wanted a nation. Then we combine them 
and we gave them to the registrar and they said, no, this name, no. Mm-hmm. You cannot have the word nation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were like, we looked for synonyms of nation and we found state. And state was resonating to some of the, the terms we use in programming. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a library called Re- React and its data, how we handle its, the data in React mm-hmm. and the behavior is called a state. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, if we do state and we do able, because we don't want this to be ability, it will be a long word. So we took it as able state and they said, no, Mm. state, no. Actually, they even claimed that they knew me, that maybe I was going to start a political movement. Oh, wow. Think about (laughs) that. Hmm. You know, sir. So we said, okay, let's know. There is a company named that and there is a trademark. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. We say Ebo State Creatives mm-hmm. in the register of companies, mm-hmm. but people will just use Ebo State as a trademark. <laughs> oh, that's genius. There's always a way around. Amazing. <laughs> and when we took our papers, mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, Ebo State no Creatives problem. got, got mm-hmm. registered. Wow. But our website is ebostate.co. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the social media handles are Ebo State. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people naturally would call you your first name. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brilliant. So they called it Always Ebo away. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed part two of our three-part interview with David Wampamba from Uganda. He's the CEO of Able State. Don't you just love hearing from him? How many of the things as he said, that you can relate to. I'm so grateful for David for so candidly and openly sharing his life and the mistakes that he's made. And it's an incredible journey to where he's gotten today. So thank you, David, for sharing. Tune in to part three of our three-part interview with David Wampamba coming up in episode 36 of Avant Garde Entrepreneur. Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it here on your podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback? Connect with me directly at trishabaileyphd.com or on social at trishabaileyphd. Now, you go and get back to making the world a better place. I'll see you back here soon.